Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Man to Man podcast. I am Kelvin Dooley, and alongside of me, um, one of the greatest co-hosts in amateur Man to Man podcast history, and that's not a that's a very short list because there's only been two co-hosts. <laughs> First name Trey, last name Von. I call him Big Time TV. Big Time, what's going on, bro? Not much, man. Hey, uh, no matter how long the list is, I would like to thank um, you and I are are the the best available anyway. So uh no matter no matter the, the size of the list, I appreciate it. And I think uh, you and I are probably the best two co host uh duo there could be. Yeah, so honestly if if we were to put our amateur show up against other amateur sport podcasts, I think we would give a lot of guys a run for their money. I'm not for gonna sure. say say we were the best or the best. Yeah. Uh, but just on takes on segments, on topics, I think we could give some guys a run for their money. Absolutely. Honestly, look, I, I watch first take damn near every morning. I don't see a difference, man. I think we could compete with first take, you know. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> the national holidays. Today is National Pass Gas Day, Bobblehead Day, and Harlem Globetrotter Day. Um Harlem Globetrotter one. That one sticks out to me because I've attended a Harlem Globetrotter game. Not at Moso. That's the most recent one. And I remember that event, and I was heartbroken that I couldn't show up for that. Uh, but I had been to one previously in Kansas City. Um, any of those stick out to you, though, TV? Um, yeah, so, um, like you said, the Harlem Globetrotter Day, they had one at Missouri Southern, so that one does a little bit. Um, Did look, you go past- to that one? Say what? Go to that event? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. <clears throat> um, and then – the only other one I think I've been to, uh, I was like an elementary school student, and they brought one to like a high school near us. And so we got to go to the school, and uh, it wasn't at our school, but it was a high school close close by. So we uh, packed up kids on a bus and drove over to the nearby school and watched one. So, the, so seeing both of those events live were pretty cool. Um, and then past gas day, right? Like what person doesn't? Pass gas, so that one stands out to me because yeah. it's just, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, every now and then you gotta pass some gas. Um, I may or I may or may not bother my wife uh, with my gas passing, but uh, <laughs> you know, every now and then you gotta pass some gas. <laughs> okay, so uh, on the globe charters, yeah, I think it's underrated, uh, un- a very underrated team. That's number one. I think we don't give those guys enough credit for winning. I think they've only lost one game in the history of Hall and Gold Charter history. I think, wow. and we, I think, and I, I need to fact check that. Uh, but we don't give those guys enough credit for being the ba- greatest basketball team ever. We go to the Lakers and Kobe and Shaq and and Larry and, and Kevin McHale and all of these great duos and teams, but we never mention the Holden Globe Charters. I just had to say that, okay, because uh, they are uh, religiously a great basketball team year in and year out. Even though they only beat one team every day, you know, every matchup they beat up on one squad, but nonetheless. We got to give those guys credit for beating the hell out of this team all the time. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And they beat them so well, they get to have tricks and shows for the fans. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, pass guys, if you're not passing guys, I I, I don't know. You're unhealthy and going to die soon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should be releasing your gas. Now, I, I'm not with Trey. I don't like bothering my significant other with my gas. 
Uh, I find it to be um, rude and stinky. <laughs> you know, uh, to be honest, I don't like smelling my own fart sometimes. So yeah, yeah. Given what you know, what my diet consists of, you know, I don't know. I like to think something's wrong with my, with my tummy, and I don't put out the right gases. But hey, hey, there's yeah. National Pass gas. Um, coming up on today's show, we will discuss. You well, you guys know it's Friday, so you got to bring the great dad jokes. Uh, I plan on one of this. I don't know. It's been a minute since we had a great dad joke, so we're back with that. We will discuss the first week eighteen in NFL history. Uh, there's a lot on the line, starting with tomorrow. There are two games, two primetime matchups tomorrow, uh, which includes my Chiefs and TV's Broncos. Kyrie debuts as a part-time NBA player and drops 22 points. Uh, it's like he never missed a game. But we begin. Oh, whoa, whoa, I got ahead of myself. Let's start the show with the moment of Duke. So TV starts every morning with a shower and a dew. Yeah, right. Every morning. Yep. Okay. I now, mean, are it, man, let me just clarify for the for our listeners. You don't shower yourself in dew, right? I mean, I wish that was an option, but unfortunately, I can't like get the city to hook up my water with Mountain Dew. Uh, okay. So we're gonna, like, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but, um. No, I, no is the is the short and real answer to that. The the, the rest of that was a joke. <laughs> yeah. Makes <laughs> some people listening to this, like this man actually showers in, in soda. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> to begin the show, let's start with um, some mess. The T, Antonio Brown, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown was officially released, cut on Thursday. Um, after quitting mid-game, and by quitting, I mean the man really quit, takes off his, his jersey and pads, his black tank top, even his gloves, he strips down uh, to just his, his football pants and proceeds to hype the crowd as he walks through the tunnel. He was cut again. Uh, TV, your thoughts on how this all unfolded? Do you lie blame to either A.B. or the Buccaneers? Go. Man, uh, in terms of how it all unfolded, just crazy, right? Shocking um, to, to actually see that happen in a live game. Fourth fourth quarter is like just getting underway. Uh, teams are literally on the football field as he's um, uh, you know hopping off the field and doing his thing, like you said, hyping up the crowd. Um, just crazy to see it all unfold um, and, and to watch that happen. It makes me nervous, I think, for Antonio Brown. You know, just obviously a lot of people have mentioned the potential of CTE. Um, he's taken some nasty shots to the head in his career, um, more of when he was a Pittsburgh Steeler um, and was literally considered, you know, a, a potential Hall of Famer, you know, an all-star. I mean, literally um, probably the best wide receiver in football. Um so just the, the thought of him maybe having the CTE problems, the brain, the brain problems, um, that, that scares me. Um, but then there's been the news now that he has claimed that they were trying to play him mm-hmm. on the foot, on a foot injury. Um, so maybe there isn't any head problems. Maybe this is just Antonio Brown's personality and maybe he was just upset that he was trying to be played 
on a foot injury. Um, I don't know where I lie the blame. I don't know what I believe. I don't know if I believe that he's just got something wrong or I believe that he is, um, in fact, you know, dealing with a foot injury. So, um, I would I would say if, if I if I put blame on anyone, I would say the NFL for not um, knowing maybe what's wrong with Antonio Brown, not keeping a closer eye on him. You know, I think I think if we if we want to say that we um, watch our players safely and we and we try to protect them, you know, all of the the uh, new rules for hitting a quarterback, you know, trying to protect the players. Uh, I think we want to protect them off the field too. And if Antonio Brown has been dealing with some head injuries. Uh, you know, maybe this is something that the NFL should have came to Antonio Brown about and said, hey, man, you know, like, have you, you know, went to the doctor to check and make sure that, you know, you don't have CTE or you don't have this, that or whatever? Um, because, you know, his health is obviously, if, if that's our number one priority, we need to make sure that he's healthy and actually able to play football games. Secondly, if, if we're talking a foot injury, then I don't know where I would lay the blame. You know, if Bruce Arians is really pushing him to play on, a, on an injury that he doesn't want to play on, then Bruce, then Bruce Arians is not doing his job right. Maybe Antonio Brown was being a little, um, you know, extra about it. You know, maybe the foot injury is not that bad. Maybe I put the blame on him. Um, but just with everything up in the air and not really knowing, I'm not sure who I would lay the blame on, uh, but I am definitely concerned about a head injury. Yeah, so I've I've come across similar takes about A.B. and his and – his, um, just his mental space right now, his mental yeah. health, I should say. Yeah. And look, I, I won't go there, you know, because yeah, hey, even my quarterback and Patrick Mahomes has suffered. You know, I I don't think he's ever been diagnosed with a concussion, but he was taking those hits even at the quarterback position, and he's been slow to get up, looking a little woozy. It's yeah. a part of football. I just won't, I won't speak on his mental health because I I'm unaware of if he's really suffering from CTE or any other. Exactly. Uh, you know, mental issues. So I, I'll keep it on the field. I, I will say this. The Buccaneers aren't devoid of blame here, okay? They knew what they were getting into when they signed A.B. I don't care if Tom Brady was pushing for A.B. to be the part of the scene. You know what you were getting a part of. This is the complete A.B. experience, and the Buccaneers felt the brunt of it, okay? They got the best of A.B., yeah, look with this move here. I think he outshined what he did in Pittsburgh and how he left. I think he outshined what he did with Vegas. And remember, he didn't take a single snap with Vegas after that monster <laughs> contract. Okay, he just outshined both of those franchises. He outshined what he did in New England. Okay, and he played what six games, eight games, I think, with uh, New England. So, look, I mean, his time spent in Tampa. It paid off. He got a Super Bowl, and that's easily forgotten, right? Nobody wants to talk about the good AB has been a part of. And he also caught a Super Bowl. He also caught a touchdown in that Super Bowl game against the Chiefs. So, yeah. um, look, AB, that goes without mention. He's he's AB, so he, he's going to receive a lot of – a huge chunk of that blame. Uh, he's a diva. I know I gave that title, the greatest diva in the NFL today, to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I would it would be a shame if we go without mentioning AB. And how yeah. this has unfolded, it unfolded how A.B. wanted it to unfold. Yeah. And I haven't heard that take. Like, this unfolded exactly how he wanted it to. Yeah. He will never get a job in the NFL again. I don't care what nobody's talking about. Because <laughs> to take off your shoulder pass mid-game and walk out in the fourth quarter where your team is trailing to the New York Jets, nobody is discussing that. How the Buccaneers went out on that field 
and, and almost gave away that game, which added to uh, which I assume added to uh, just the drama. Your team is trailing the Super Bowl, the, the defending Super Bowl champions are the trailing to the New York Jets of all teams. Uh, they are, you know, as you said, they're in the fourth quarter. They're ten minutes away from one of the greatest upsets of this NFL season, and now you got this debacle on the sideline. I mean, it is just it, it's messy, it's sloppy, and I don't know if you've paid attention to a T. Uh, TV since his release, but Instagram models have come out. Um, most famously, there's an Instagram model who her, her, her rise to fame was licking a toilet seat. Oh my! Uh, when the pandemic first kicked off, that's that's her claim to fame. And oh allegedly, she has a picture, supposedly, of her being smuggled into the team hotel room the night before um, the New York Jets game. So. If you're interested, yourself included, TV, search that up. If you're if you're interested in the mess in in, in the tea and just want to be entertained by AD's uh, nonsense, yeah, he smuggled in an Instagram model the night before the game. Uh, he wanted her to stay over, but she couldn't because he had an early meeting with Tom Brady in the morning, which makes perfect sense, right? I, Tom Brady recruiting his wide receivers to meet at seven a.m. But um, yeah. yeah just just messy, and wow. I'm, I'm here for the mess, but I, I, I don't really feel for AB because we've seen this story before. I don't really feel for the Buccaneers because uh, I think they just kind of – I don't know. I think they fell into a Super Bowl last year, so I kind of love to see those guys struggle right now. And, uh, it, and, and, and finally, if the Buccaneers really pressured him to play and ejected him with a powerful painkiller, uh, like you said, if, if health is the number one concern for the NFL – Injecting your players with numbing painkillers is not really a good protocol. That's yeah. just it's just it's horrible. So, if what he claims to be true about Bruce Arians and that coaching staff and that health uh, that training team, uh, then AB has a, a a real good point here. Then NFL has to be better if health is their number one concern, which we all know it isn't. It's all about selling those tickets and filling those seats, um, and that's why they're not really going to cut ties with the Super Bowl this year because they need that money. So. Yeah. So I know I said initially I didn't really have much of a stance, but lastly, if I were to have any sort of um, stance towards this, you know, this just seems like an Antonio Brown type of thing to it get does. away with, to, to, and to get away <laughs> with, right? So, like, <laughs> so we've obviously seen it in the past, um, and seen things like this in the past, or, and especially of recent years. Like you mentioned, he didn't even play snap with the Raiders, but yet he made that ultra dramatic video oh my god about how he was gonna be a raider and how excited he was he's running around in his yard um I, and if i remember right that was done shirtless as well but anyway yeah that like, lasted a, look that contract lasted a summer again he did take a single snap so if, i think everything this man does in, in dramatics has to be done shirtless uh, running off the field uh, making the big video about how he was going to become a Raider. And John Gruden was telling him he was the most effing misunderstood human being he's ever met, yada, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, he has the dramatic video. Um, he gets in trouble potentially with the with the trainer um, and his and the sexual, you know, conduct type stuff. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets that. That has kind of gone to the wayside. He has moved on from that. Um. He was screaming and yelling at officers out in front of his house one time on Instagram Live. Um, he was, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to remember everything, but I mean, there, there's clearly been so many things, and then. Um, you know, most recently. recording. So after they beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, he's recording the post game speech by Mike Tomlin. Yep. In the locker room. Yep. And then um, you you just mentioned the Instagram model that with that yeah. potential. I mean, and then this guy this year also uh, the the fake vaccine cards. Like he has oh went my out god, of, he has went out of his way to do so <laughs> many things. Um, then tries to go out of his way to lie to the NFL. Look. This guy oh, just has a knack man. of doing the craziest things. And a lot of times, I don't want to say it, I don't mean it in a, in a horrible way. And in, in some things, you know, may not be uh, set in stone yet in terms of like legal matter, but he just has a way of getting away with it too. So yeah. you, you said it, he's not going to be back in the NFL, but what if we believe his foot injury case? And what if he comes back? What if someone's like, well, okay, if they were trying to play you on a foot injury, then We'll we'll believe you and we'll sign you to another contract. What if? I don't know. What if? It's it's a it's a plausible what if. Why? Because he's the greatest. If not, he uh, I won't say the greatest. He is certainly one of the greatest wide receivers of his generation. Yeah. Yes, he's up there with the Julio. Yes, he's up there. I don't know. I I would people would probably consider Calvin Johnson the previous generation. Um, yes, he's up. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald. He's whoever his generation is. He's amongst the best. Yeah. And he still has that top-tier talent. So he may get it. He just might get another NFL shot. Two things, though, before we move on to Kyrie Irving. The great – what is the better retirement? I know A.B. didn't retire, but let we're both under, under the assumption he won't get a job again. The yes. better retirement, the Buffalo Bills corner who retired mid-game <laughs> or Antonio Brown <laughs> retiring, essentially retiring fourth quarter by taking off his jersey and pass. Um, so th- this obviously came to mind the minute I saw what happened with AB, um, and, and I'm forgetting that corner's name, but regardless, um, he walks out at least in the locker room, probably in a <laughs> huddle, in a huddle with his players. He's probably like, look, bro, like, look guys, my, my brothers, I love you guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's been real, but I have realized that my career has come to an end. Unfortunately, it is mid game, mid season. <laughs> I'm done. You know, at least I can I can get this I can draw this conclusion that it was probably a nice huddle and a nice conversation, not a running off the field doing jumping jacks and waving at the fans <laughs> after throwing them my love that is probably now hanging on their wall. So okay. I, I'm gonna I, go with the Buffalo Bills. It was better and more professional. More entertaining was definitely Antonio Brown. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, but I disagree. Give me Antonio Brown over the guy who walked home just retired mid-game. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, one, just don't suit up. Because, look, he's had these thoughts, that's just to say a month, two months, that he was going to retire. This was his final season. He just hung it up mid-game. He's like, you know what? I am no longer – interested in football at this level anymore no give me a b i would rather my brother walk off the field looking like a complete clown <laughs> than completely clowning the whole locker room and <laughs> retiring mid-game like what in the world are you doing finish the game at least like yeah. lose, win or lose finish the game bro like just whatever and hey. then finally um think about this the tandem that once was John Gruden and Antonio Brown. <laughs> wow. Like, and look, and we never got to see a single snap, and we see how never. that unfolded between the two. 
Yeah. Like one man walks off the field, one man through emails is fired from the league. And he's currently trying to sue the league. So, I mean, what a tandem. The, one of the greatest duos that we never got to see. Never got to John see. John Gruden and Antonio Brown. Hey. On to Kyrie Irving. Um, the part-time NBA player drops 22 points in his return as they come back and beat the Indiana Pacers. Kyrie had 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, so as I introduced this topic, it looked like he never left or missed a step. TV, your thoughts on Kyrie Irving's return? How did he look? And your thoughts on him going forward? Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. Basketball wizardry and um, just amazing talent right in front of our eyes for the first time in a while. Um, Kyrie Irving looked amazing. It seems like maybe for a little bit we miss Kyrie Irving, right? And we forgot exactly what he was capable of on the basketball court. He looked great with the ball in his hands. Um, ball handling skills were amazing. Uh, the one play that really stood out to me um, was he's going up for a layup. He's really well contested by – I don't remember what Indiana Pacer it was, but he's really well contested. Uh, and he does like a double pump, almost a triple pump, hangs in the air, and then right before his feet touch the ground, he flips it up. As that defender is falling down below him, he flips it up and into the basket. Uh, just beautiful. The hang time, uh, the ability to finish that with the defender all over him. Uh, look, Kyrie Irving looked like the Kyrie Irving we used to see, but I am concerned. He comes back and he looks great, but I am concerned because of that part-time tag. Look, not being with the team 24-7, not playing every single game with that basketball team does concern me in terms of what it does to the rest of the team when they're at home when Kyrie Irving's not playing. But he looked great last night, Kelvin. Um, and I'll let you jump in on, on, on your thoughts. I finish. Yeah, so I watched the individual 22-point performance, and then I watched the actual game highlights. And, yeah, I mean, again, it didn't like he, it looked like he's kind of been there all season. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he immediately steps on the court and finishes the game with 10 fourth-quarter points on the way to a comeback victory. I mean, it just – they did, I don't know. He just kind of looked in sync. He just kind of looked like the Kyrie we've watched over the last, what, eight seasons, nine, ten seasons. Um, it, it I, I did feel salty about it because I was listening to the TNT crew, the inside guys, um, after watching the highlights and just listening to the guys and, and just thinking to myself, man, it is kind of unfair. And, again, I want to give him his credit for his performance. But, yes, it's very unfair to have a part-time professional athlete. It just kind of sucks. And yeah. as his teammate, and this is less about the vaccination because he does have that freedom of choice. But, man, it's just like, well, if we're all vaccinated and have the luxury of playing all 82 games, then, yeah, Kyrie or not, maybe he should, like, either be playing completely like everybody else or not be playing at all. And I hate to harp it back to that, but – what he does on the court is what I, I know he I know what he's capable of. I've seen him win the NBA yep. finals. I've seen him average 30 points in the finals. I know that already. The part-time NBA player bothers me just as a fan. Either you're in Kyrie or you're screwing out. Pick a side, bro. All yes. Right. What he did, what he does on the court, I've been there, done that. I've seen it. He is phenomenal. And you said yep. you said wizardry, wizardry. I cannot say that word. I just go magician. He's a ball magician. Yeah. His bag is deep. His finishing moves, his dribble moves, and he can do it all with the basketball. Like he can make. He's Houdini, and it's like I'm. I was sitting there while you were talking, listening, and then thinking, 
pound for pound, he has probably he has to be the greatest offensive player in today's generation. Probably Kevin Durant trumps everybody. He's a seven foot shooting guard, right? Or a mm-hmm. seven foot of guard skills. Pound for pound, though, I don't know if there's anyone scarier than Kyrie Irving because he can yep. do everything offensively. Um, I know he does have that brute strength like the LeBron. He's not great fast break like Giannis, but he can drive past you. He has he has the most finishing move. He may be the greatest player in the paint in the NBA um, right now. Like his finishing packets with the left hand, with the right hand, the Euro steps, the the crab dribble. This you know he can do everything. So it, to see him back on the court was actually fun. I'm watching those highlights. Like man, that dude, <laughs> that dude good. <laughs> that dude can really do this. Yes. Uh, and then I couldn't help myself, but like a part time NBA player, it's trash. It, it really is. Yep. Um, so you set this up well, um, you know, in mentioning just like the way, um, kind of going, going back over the way he plays, um, but that, but that it's, you know, just not like the part-time is is just not good. Um, it's not what we want. It's not what the Nets want, obviously. Um, sure. They're happy to have him back, but look, Kyrie Irving, what he did, what he did, uh, in his most recent game was obviously extremely fun to watch. And, And I was obviously excited to start this take. Look, Kyrie Irving's uh, skill set, like I said, it just reminds me that I that I did miss Kyrie Irving. Like getting to see yeah. what he can do, I did miss watching Kyrie Irving. Um, but when it when it comes down to it, you know, I watched uh, Kendrick Perkins. I think it was um, before their first game. I was listening to him, and he's just talking about, oh well, it doesn't matter. Kyrie doesn't need to practice. Kyrie doesn't need to do this. It doesn't matter. Kyrie is is Kyrie, and he's right, but. It may not bother Kyrie. Kyrie may be able to take all this time off and then come out and just dominate because of his skill set. But it does affect his teammates to me. And the reason I think it affects his teammates is when you get into this rhythm of, oh, we only have Kyrie when we're on the road. And, you know, you're, you're coming into a game and you're like, oh, we're at home. We don't have Kyrie tonight. We got we to gotta manage without him. Yeah, they've, they've been doing it already this season without him. But I think you get into this um, – inconsistency of oh we had him last time out on the road and we were able to rely on him to do this but now tonight we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to distribute the ball better without him James Harden's gonna have to pass a little more he's not gonna be able to uh you know play off ball and get open shots and when you've got James Harden changing his game plan every other game or every two out of three games or whatever you know your home and road split ends up being when you've got James Harden trying to split his game and then Kevin Durant's got to change his game because James Harden is, and then all the role players are changing their game because they've got to step up more, I think I think it's going to be a good thing for the Nets because obviously Kyrie being back is a, is a boost, but I think a good thing is going to cause problems. At the same time, I don't like the idea of these guys changing their role every other night. Like it just If it was, you know, he's hurt and he misses three games in a row, well, that's fine. we got to change our game plan for three games in a row. But when it's back and forth and these guys are changing their game plan, it seems simple. But And I know they're professional athletes, so that they can probably handle changes like that. But it just seems difficult to have to go back and forth rather than a consistent streak of, okay, this guy's out for three games with an injury or out for a week with an injury. So we're going to have to figure out how to do this without him. No, no, no. It's back and forth. It's, oh, we had him last night, but now we don't have him tonight. So – I think it does cause problems for the Nets, and I think especially in the playoffs, um, if you're the home, if they get the home uh, court advantage and they four games at home, they've got the majority of their games without Kyrie Irving, and 
they brought it up on TV. I think it was a good point. If they play the New York Knicks, they don't have Kyrie at all in the playoffs. If they play the Toronto Raptors in the playoffs, they don't have Kyrie at all for that series. Because, great right, because right now, those teams aren't allowing unvaccinated players either. So it's, it's a big what if, but I think between uh, potentially playing te- other teams with the same uh, vaccination rules and potentially back and forth, it, I, I think it causes potential problems for the Nets. I think Kyrie really needs to buckle up and, and try to I don't want to I don't want to step into his own personal opinions, but being a full time player is going to be the ticket for the Brooklyn Nets. They need Kyrie full time. Yeah. And look, does it been a full time NBA player to sound more fun than part time? Mm-hmm. Like, am I wrong there? Like just being a full time NBA player seems I don't know, it seems better than being a part time NBA player. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, here's a quick question. I, I've done this on back to back segments now. The better diva, AB or Kyrie Irving? AB. I think he's a little more. <laughs> I think he's a little more extreme, and I like that. I like that in a diva. The more extreme, the better. Hey, hey, part time diva is very extreme now. It I mean, is, I'm sorry, part time NBA player is very extreme. You're right. That is you know. that is getting, getting extreme. It is. It's um, very extreme. I, I, I need to create a poll. Maybe I'll just throw it on Snapchat or something. The bigger <laughs> diva, the better diva, Antonio Brown or Kyrie Irving. Dazzling talents. Completely dazzling, absolutely entertaining on and off their respective fields and courts. Yep. I, I, don't, I just don't – I don't know. I, they're neck and neck to me. I just don't – I don't know. I, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown – Kyrie Irving, I think LeBron James is really big on diva. Chris Paul <laughs> is a monster diva. Nobody talks about it enough. Chris Paul is a huge diva. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. I can't really think of any. But given just how the top the topics today have unfolded, I, I can't. I don't know if I could choose, and that's pretty boring that I can't choose. But AB and Kyrie, I mean, it, it gets no better than that. In terms of diva sports personalities, come on. If yeah. someone can think of a better diva than a bigger diva than those two, please let me know. I'm having a hard time thinking of two right now, but I think I was trying to while you were doing that. I was trying to think of some MLB guys because we we hadn't mentioned an MLB guy yet. And I right. think I think back in the day, Brandon Phillips uh, would have been a good <laughs> selection for baseball. No, no was that, he? A, that's a good one. Was he a diva though, or just a showman? Maybe just a showman. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I was, yeah. Now, what about Bryce Harper, Diva? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And that's more a better one for today because obviously Brandon Phillips isn't playing anymore. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Bryce Bryce Harper could be a Diva for sure. Another one, Alex Rodriguez? For sure, for sure. Yes. Um, (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I think he's still a Diva in the booth. Uh, (laughs) I think so, too. I think so. But, hey, he's actually a really good Diva in the booth, though. He is, he is. I think I find him great. For uh, baseball coverage, color guy on base. And look, I know we we put a lot of stake into our football, you know, um, viewership with John Buck and Tony Romo, Larry Nance, and those guys. Baseball, it, led by the ESPN crew, I think they're really, really good. Like in the booth, um, yeah. Uh, with Jessica Mendoza, Alex yeah. Rodriguez, and company, those guys are really, really good. I love those Sunday night primetime baseball games. Just to throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, we I don't think people give those guys enough credit and talk about it enough. They're I think pound for pound they're they're right there up there with the best analysts sure. on TV for sure. Um, before yeah, so, b- before we transition, 
Uh, I did want to come back to Kyrie. One last little note. So I was listening to his post-game press conference as well, like his, his uh, interview, him at, responding to questions. Uh, and he talked about how this one meant more, this debut, so to speak, since it was his first time back. It's a debut for this season. He talked about how it meant more than any other debut he had seen. And I'm going to go ahead and do it because why not? You got to come with some hot takes every now and then. So I'm going to go a little. I'm going to go a little hard here, and I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think he was getting? Do you think he was being a little more like me, 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 me with that answer? Because I don't see how a debut as a part-time player, which to me and and you seem to feel somewhat the same way, is a joke. Like part-time player, just like you said, it's just not as fun. Like it's not. It's not you're, – you're not full-time. You're not playing all the games. He's got, what, 30 basketball games left this year um, yep. play, because he's playing part-time. So, like – It's that, how could, really. How, how could that mean more to you playing 28, 29 more games this year and this debut? Like, like the only reason it would mean more is because of your own personal decision, and, and I'm not calling it right or wrong, but his own personal decision on the vaccination is the only reason that he is just now debuting in the middle of the season. Um Another reason is because he um, has held out and he has decided to uh, be a part-time player because he doesn't want to, um, you know, comply to the Brooklyn vaccination. This, it, it seems like it's all about Kyrie instead of about the Nets to me because literally the only reason this debut would mean a lot to you is because of your own decision to wait and be a part-time player instead of just getting, you know, complying to the rules and becoming a full-time player at the beginning of the season. So that's my only thought is like, this seems like it's all about Kyrie and not about the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a good take. I won't take that away from him. If he, if he said this is the most meaningful debut um, for him, then I'll let him have it. But like you said, that is a, that, that is very me, 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 which yeah. is fine. Again, I won't take that away from him. Um, he can he can have that because I'm sure it did mean a lot. I I know this much. Given what he's put himself through over the last six months, uh, on and off the court, or specifically off the court, I'm sure that some of that is mentally taxing, emotionally draining. Probably I'll have to answer those questions. He inserted himself into this this unvaccinated leadership role, like you know everybody follow me. So I'm sure that that wears on you a little bit. But that that was self inflicted. Like nobody put him there. He put himself there. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it, it may have been a meaningful debut. I don't care. I, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. you're a part-time NBA player. Suck it up. You know, <laughs> like, I don't uh, – yeah, it's, it sucks. It's trash. Like, you go – go play basketball, dude. You know, I, I don't – just go just go play basketball, you yeah. know. And if 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 the, if the Nets going to, are going to allow you, if the NBA – is going to allow it, then so be it. But I'm not here for it. It's, it's garbage. But hey, that's that's how, that's how things are. Welcome to a pandemic. Life in a pandemic. Yes, where we have now created part-time NBA professional athletes. So absolutely, there you have it. Let's jump into the NFL, Kelvin. Um, first week 18 ever in the NFL, and it's starting Saturday at approximately 3:30, where our Chiefs. Or yeah, our Chiefs and Broncos, your Chiefs, my Broncos, will yep. be kicking off uh, Saturday, uh, the first week NFL in uh, yeah w- week eighteen in NFL history. Uh, what are your thoughts on this week eighteen? 
Uh, we got a couple of big matchups. Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers are battling for a playoff spot. Uh, Colts have to win to get in. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on this regular season finale in the first ever Week 18? Hey, you know, you said our Chiefs. That has a good ring to it, ah. Chief. <laughs> get out of here. Our Chiefs. Are you sure? You're not a part of the Chiefs kingdom, you sure? No, our Chiefs and Broncos. So your ah, Chiefs, okay. my I didn't hear that Broncos part. It just <laughs> – you know, our Chiefs doesn't sound bad, man. Come on to the red side. If, if you know, feel free. Um, red look, everywhere this, else. OU, yeah. <laughs> OU, the St. Louis Cardinals. Right, uh, right. Toronto Raptors. But then football, I switch it up. <laughs> yeah, just, just not Chiefs red, huh? <laughs> nope. All right, so on, on the Chiefs, this is a must win for the Chiefs. You don't want to drop any lower than a two seed. And if you win, you give yourself a chance. At the one seed, the Titans take on the Texans which I, I don't think that's a game people should be just penciling in the Titans. We've seen the Texans win uh, big upset games. I think the last one being over Josh Herbert and the Chargers two or three weeks ago. Um, the Titans, I want to say, lost their first matchup to the Texans earlier they, this season in Tennessee. Yep. So we tend to pencil that game in as a Titans win. That is, that's a huge game. Um, so we should everybody should be tuned in. I'm sure the Chiefs will be doing some scoreboard watching on Sunday. Uh, when those two teams get together. So must win for the Chiefs. They always seem to put the Chiefs and Broncos on primetime television, which is pretty cool. Uh, whether it be Sunday night, Christmas night, the Chiefs and Broncos always seem to be on primetime TV. So tomorrow we'll have that matchup again, primetime yep. television, 3 o'clock on Saturday. As for the Raiders Chargers, we spoke to this on Tuesday. I think that's a hell of a matchup. AFC yeah. West showdown, uh, winner, Gets the presumably gets the final wild card spot. Loser leaves town. Loser gets the hell up out of here. Go home. So I think I, I, that's awesome. I, I can't sit here and recall in recent memory Chargers Raiders being a huge matchup like it will be uh, this upcoming Sunday. That's a big yeah. deal. And I'm a fan, just a fan of football. Scratch that. I'm a Chiefs fan. I will love to. I will love to watch that game on Sunday. Uh, Colts have to win in their end. I hear a lot of people talk up the coach like they are real big threats Ooh. when they just lost last Sunday. You know, it just it just stop <laughs> it with the coach, guys. Just stop it. Like Jonathan Taylor is a beast, and he's had one great NFL season. Like, relax. He's an MVP right. candidate. I get it, but again, in the playoffs, your quarterback has to win you games, and oh. I, I think the quarterback wins games. The team complements around that, and. um what else was also on the on the slate? The NFC. The NFC West is up for grass. Rams win and you're in. You win that division title. If you lose, you open a, up the door for a surging Niners, Niners team, 49ers team, who I don't think people have forgot that they were in the Super Bowl two seasons ago, but they haven't looked like that team two seasons ago since two seasons ago. So, yeah. But they're playing well as of late, and they just won the most recent, recent game with a rookie quarterback. So that team is just really good. They did that with a rookie quarterback. And then finally, uh, it was one freaking more. Yeah, let me go back and check that. Yeah, Um, sorry that we're we're butchering this. Oh, oh, well, the Saints and 49ers. uh, Ah, Saints and 49ers. Yes, who gets that final spot? Yeah. Yeah, so – uh, I would probably I'm, I'm gonna lean toward the Niners. I, the Saints, if they if they find a way to get into the playoffs, similar to the Raiders, if they find a way to get into the playoffs, given what they've experienced throughout the season, uh, that'd be. I mean, all credit goes to Sean Payton, man. 
because uh, that's that would be the injuries and the and the COVID protocol, uh, the way they have kept that defense together. That's a that's a really good de- excuse me, a really good defense. They've gone through what three quarterbacks this year. If they find a way to get in, and remember they didn't play, I think one of the games at home this year because of a hurricane or so, I don't know something took place. I can't recall right now. But Sean Payton deserve a boatload of credit. Absolutely. And, uh, I hate the Raiders, but again, let me give those guys credit for for being where they're at, the position they're in. They're giving themselves an opportunity to get inside the playoffs after all they've gone through. And I think just this week they had another corner get arrested for a DUI. Oh my! So man, the Raiders just to be in this position, having experienced what they've gone through. I mean, Derek Carr deserves a boatload of credit. I know this is a contract season for him, so he's fighting for a lot. They got an interim head coach. I mean, who I, who I man, they just – yeah, they're just fault, man. And credit yeah. goes – a whole lot of credit to the Raiders because they could have easily packed up the season and prepared for vacation after this yeah. week. But yeah, they're fighting, man. They're giving themselves an opportunity. So this is, what, this is the first week 18 in NFL history, regular season history. It's going to be a good week starting with tomorrow. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so – um, in terms of just week 18 in general, uh, I'm going to let, I'm going to tell you how, like, I guess not having a week 18, I think it's, I think it's kind of silly. Um, like, like they extended our one week of, oh, there's only like six teams battling for a playoff spot. So only three of these games this week really matter that much. No, I'm just kidding. Cause like, I mean, deeper than that, th- th- there are teams battling for higher playoff spots, but in terms of teams trying to get in the playoffs, there are only like six teams. So like only three of these football games are very uh, important, I guess. But um, ser- seriously though, I mean, it, look, it's another week of football, so we're going to have fun watching it. Um, but, I, but I, but I do think it's just kind of like another expanded week of yeah, one more week of, you know, what, whatever happens here in the last few games. Um, but matchups look out for Drew Locke. To play better than he than he has, he's not played bad. But look for him to play better than he has the last couple of weeks because um, I think he's playing inspired football because he didn't get very much of a shot this year. He got replaced by Teddy, or he got yeah replaced by Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's going to look to play inspired football against the Chiefs. I'm not calling a win by any stretch for the Broncos, but I think he's going to play inspired football, and I think he has a good game against Kansas City. Um, as for the Raiders and Chargers, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Raiders. Um, to get that last playoff spot. You already mentioned it. They've had a great season, man, um, overcoming a lot. Uh, you mentioned the interim head coach. I believe he was like a special teams coach before getting the nod to the interim head coach, and he's done a great job. They've done a great job of weathering the storm from everything. You know, John Gruden, uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, the deep the got arrested, and then you mentioned another potential uh, arrest. So, look, they, they've weathered the storm this year. To be at nine and seven and have a chance at the playoffs is is a testament uh, to what mm-hmm. that team has done. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and pick them to beat the Chargers uh, this weekend and get and get into the playoffs. As for the Colts, man, leave Jonathan Taylor alone, please. <laughs> no, the Colts. It's not even Taylor. It's Carson Wentz that people <laughs> seem to be. I don't know. That's fooling everybody. It's not Taylor. I like Taylor, but this guy wins. Oh my god. <laughs> The Colts are going to cruise past the Jaguars, and they're going to be in the playoffs this weekend, too. Um, and then I think, yeah, we go over to the NFC. You mentioned the Rams, um, or the, yeah, well, the, yeah, you mentioned the Rams. Uh, 
the because the NFC West title's up for grabs. Look, they better go win the NFC West title because we've seen this before. They end up falling, um, and maybe they they lose their last game because they weren't um, 100% motivated. We saw it last year. Steelers weren't exactly motivated. They lost to the Cleveland Browns in a season finale. I think no, they lost to someone else. But the Cleveland, but but it allowed the Cleveland Browns to get a playoff spot, and then they meet the Browns in the first round of the playoffs and get shellacked. So the Rams better take care of business and make sure that they don't have to end up facing someone like the 49ers who is vying for a playoff, who are vying for a playoff spot right right here at the end of the season, um, because they don't want to end up facing them in the playoffs and be like, oh, you know, the only reason they're in there is because of us, similar to the Steelers last year who got. Uh, just beat up by uh, an in-division opponent after being the only reason they got in the playoffs. So right. uh, Rams better take care of business. And then with the Saints and 49ers, man, I think that'll be an entertaining game for the last NFC spot uh, or entertaining two two games. Um, 49ers have the tough matchup with the Rams. Um, so, yes. again. Hell of a game. That's a hell of yeah. a game right there. Yes. And so if the Rams don't take care of business, and the 49ers win. The 49ers are in. Um, but if the Rams do take care of business, then the 49ers are hoping for the, the Saints to lose. But the Saints have the Falcons, which, again, I think will be a good matchup. Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan have done a fair fair job this year. They haven't been great, but, but Kyle Pitts has had a good season. Uh, they're, they're sitting at 7-9. and nine, uh, So they're, they're a competitive team. They're not just going to let the Saints buy easy. So I think you got two great matchups there. Um and again, if the Rams take care of business, then, then this is, uh, you know, the Saints' game to, you know, spot to take. Um, but I think it all comes down to the Rams if they take care of business or not. But I would, I would definitely, if I were, the, if I were the Rams, I'd go out and play football because I don't want to, to happen to me what happened to the Steelers last year um, in allowing the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs and then getting beat by them in the playoffs. So, um, yep, that, that's my, that's my look on Week 18 as we round up this uh what's been a good nfl season in my opinion very it has been yeah it's been a good nfl season um let me just start this out here tj watt is a sack and a half away from breaking um the regular season sack record held by michael strahan uh you think he does it against the baltimore ravens i do i do a sack and a half he got what four or three i think it was three um Last week against the Browns, um, I think he gets a sack and a half. Uh, and I hope he does. I hope he does. You know, I'm sure Michael Strahan uh, will be sad to see his record broken, but I bet he will be there uh, cheering on T.J. Watt the minute he uh, breaks that record if he does. Cooper Cup could also break the single-season receptions and receiving okay. uh, yards records. I think I, I'm, I'm – I'm, I'm, I'm far off on the numbers, probably. I think it's something upwards of 12-plus receptions and 180 receiving yards, which doesn't seem out the loop for for Cooper Cup this season. Like, he's he's yeah. been the best wide receiver in football, and it's not up for discussion this year. You think he breaks that record against the 49ers? Um, if it's that much, I'm going to say no. 49ers have a solid defense, and again, I, I don't know if we're sure – what the Rams are going to – certainly they're going to play Cooper if he has a record on the line. But I'm not sure what their game plan is going to be like, if they're really going to sling it and try to uh, score a lot of points or if they're going to take it easy, like I said, um, just because it's week 18 and they've already got um, 
a playoff spot. But with the division on the line, they're certainly going to play their guys. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but my my guess would be no. Cooper Cup doesn't get it. All right. Yeah, I think that's that really wraps up most of week eighteen. I think we cover it all. Um, look, it, the final week of the season never fails with the playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good one. Again, there's a number one seed still up for grabs in the AFC. Um, there are – so there's 14 playoff slots. I think 12, 11 of them are already clinched, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, 10 or 11. So yeah, this is starting with tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Uh, which, again, this is not a game to sneeze at. Chiefs and Broncos, there's a lot on the line still. So that's going to be a hell of a matchup. And, again, these two teams always find each other on primetime TV. So, And that's and regardless of the winning streak the Chiefs have, these this game always makes for a, a good matchup because these games, I don't want to say they're blowouts, but they're not too close neither. But there's still a lot of, like, entertaining parts of, of this matchup. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you want to get started with the dad jokes? Uh yeah, I can start us off. Mine's short and sweet, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be uh on like on your toes listening because it it's real real short. <laughs> okay, let's hear. Okay, um, man, Kelvin, some people really struggle sleeping, um, but I can do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Some people really struggle sleeping. Yeah, they have, they have trouble sleeping, but I can do it with my eyes closed. I don't see what the problem is. Okay, I got that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. But the first three seconds was like, Ooh, it's so, dude, it's so short yeah. and simple. It's like, wait, what did he say? It's it's such a dad joke. It's such yeah, a freaking yeah. dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that even got a snore out of me, so that's a good one. <laughs> All right, um, here's a good one. This is a marriage one, so I know TV can relate to this one. Okay. So um, let's see how this one works. Hey, TV. Last night, me and my wife watched three movies back-to-back. Luckily, I was the one facing the TV. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, she didn't even get to enjoy the movies back to back. That's so funny, man. <laughs> so my wife didn't get to see the she didn't get to see the movies. Okay, I'm just <laughs> sorry, babe. You know she was just listening to them. <laughs> kind of like an audio book. She was just listening to the movies. Yeah, she just heard the movies. You know, we watching it back to back. We I got to see it. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. I'm and there you have it. See, see if Laney, see if Laney's interested in watching. No, no I tell you now, she's not going for it. <laughs> and there you have it for the Man to Man podcast, wrapped up, concluded by two great dad jokes. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. That's Big Time TV. I am Kevin Dooling. We will see you guys next week.